dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. Using qualitative methods in dementia, a rough guide to thematic analysis. In my relatively brief career in research to date, I have used both qualitative and quantitative methods in my work with people with dementia and have enjoyed using them both. Perhaps I do enjoy the qualitative slightly more at times, but I confess I've been somewhat surprised that there are still some myths around qualitative research methods. One such myth is that qualitative research methods are the poorer cousin to the more robust, in inverted brackets, quantitative research methods. This seems to be based on the belief that qualitative methods lack rigour and are less systematic than quantitative methods, that they are prone to bias and therefore should be interpreted with caution. Well, yes, of course, all research should be interpreted with caution and a cautious critical eye in particular. And quantitative methods are also open to error or bias when not systematically and rigorously applied. Hence the need for the critical eye, of course. But qualitative methods must not be discounted. They are an important ingredient in a researcher's arsenal and, when used appropriately, provide extremely valuable and powerful data. So why use qualitative methods? Qualitative methods are often used when the goal of research is to understand the opinions or experiences of a group of people. People do not have a binary set of views. So giving people the opportunity to explain these views in their own words can be extremely helpful. As researchers, we cannot possibly anticipate the full breadth of these views and experiences. So asking people open questions in an interview, a survey or a focus group can elicit a rich data set to inform our work. This is where thematic analysis or TA comes in. Thematic analysis allows us to systematically extract patterns from these data sets. Thematic analysis, as described by Braun and Clark in 2006 and 2020, provides a framework for the systematic examination of data. That said, there are lots of different methods and methodologies for qualitative content analysis, including grounded theory, interpretive, now I'm going to say this wrong, phenomenological analysis and discourse data analysis. Thematic analysis is not necessarily the best one, just one possible option. Thematic analysis can be atheoretical or quite flexible and adapted or infused with other theoretical methods. Most importantly for my work, I found thematic analysis to be extremely usable. Braun and Clark describe it as the first method that a qualitative researcher should learn, a core method in the researcher's arsenal. Braun and Clark published a really well-known and well-referenced description describing the six stages of thematic analysis back in 2006. More recently, they've published a group of papers extending and explaining this in more detail. See the references at the end of this blog. And excitingly, and according to Twitter reports, they've written a book on the topic which is about to be released. To give you an idea of how this all works, I wanted to describe the process of data collection and thematic analysis methods that I used for an aspect of my PhD work a few years ago. I wanted to gather the opinions of people living with primary progressive aphasia, a language-led dementia, and their families about what they thought speech and language therapists should be doing to help maintain conversations and relationships of people with primary progressive aphasia in their families. I ran a number of focus group meetings, which I video recorded and transcribed. Having familiarised myself with the data, phase one, 
I then coded the data line by line, identifying anything interesting. During this phase, phase two, I also worked with some colleagues who were familiar with thematic analysis methods. And we all coded a selection of the data around 10 pages and sat down together for a few hours to discuss how the code seemed to be related. This enabled us to identify some potential themes, phase three, and then I revisited all the data and compared the discussions to my original coding and then identified the themes and sub-themes, phase four. I refined the themes and generated definitions and names for the themes, phase five. And finally, as I wrote up my analysis, I further inspected the themes, the extracts and the data to identify and report any additional key elements, phase six. This rigorous process called reflexive thematic analysis by Braun and Clark allowed me to link the opinions of the participants with their experiences without revealing exactly what my results said. I have a paper under review that will reveal all in due course. This process enabled me to identify how to address these issues and ensure that the intervention I went on to develop could address these needs. In using thematic analysis, I was able to immerse myself in the data and really focus on the underlying meaning and messages Of course, this is not without bias, and this must be acknowledged, as with many research methods. But it was so powerful, so valuable, and so helpful to use thematic analysis to drive my analysis. This is, of course, an extremely brief overview of my experience of using thematic analysis, but I would recommend it to anyone who's considering the use of thematic analysis with people with dementia. Just pick it up and run with it. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.